It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. While we await more news on Kevin Durant, we have updates. We have more records being broken by Devin Booker. And we have a big game coming up against the Sacramento Kings by the Phoenix Suns at home. On today's episode of Locked on Suns, we'll give you the update. We'll wait with bated breath. We're here with you. Let's go. You are Locked on Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credential media member covering the Suns for the past six seasons, a writer at suns.com, and the host of the Just Basketball Show, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen here on this Friday. We're recording early. We're here for you every day. We'll be here uh, for a bonus episode after the Kings game this weekend. A lot to get to today. If you're finding the show for the first time, hit follow or subscribe. Get it in your feed going forward to catch up with, keep up with this crazy team. You can also follow along at Suns, where you can drop your thoughts at me. You can also do that in the YouTube comment section below. All that good stuff. Joining me to talk about the, once again, crazy situation that these Suns find themselves in is Aaron Edwards, as he is here every week. Today's show, guys, is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. All right, Aaron, uh, we're recording this early. It worked better for both of us. I want to kind of do the show as if Durant is going to be out with the worst case scenario because I don't want to <laughs> do the best case. And then we get an update like two hours after we record and it's like he's out for a month. So... Why don't we just start with what the news is, um, and I'll give you those updates, but just tell me what your thoughts were when you saw the video come out, when you saw the lineups get announced, and all of a sudden, a bunch of people wasted hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars, in that arena last night. <laughs> yeah, it was such a weird situation, but um, I think it was more of just the Suns being the Suns. Like, I think that if it was serious, we would have known how serious it was already. I think it was just people took a precautionary L yesterday. That's like, like, yeah, I know we're treating it like it's probably worst case scenario. But I really think that the way Monty works and the way this team works and just the way we've been playing, I think we're going to be set at the seat that we're at. Yeah. So there's really just no rush to take any chances with any of this so yeah like mostly i just thought people took an l just it was just charge it to the game kind of thing like that sucks you paid a lot but we got bigger things to uh think about yeah monty was asked about post game before any of the uh, updates i'm about to give came out which aren't really much of updates at all they're not from the team and they're pretty vague when he was asked you know is this 
Is the way you're handling this uh, a byproduct of just the overall carefulness that we've all kind of seen? Because I think basically you can trace this Sun season even before they ever got to Rant. I think there was an inflection point from an injury standpoint when Book came out on Christmas and tweaked the groin after the hamstring was allegedly healed. And from that point on, they've been extremely careful. They had Chris Paul came back and then he rested more uh, after not looking like himself, and then he's been better. Campaign took a lot of time with the foot. Landry Shamit is still not even back. Um, even Aiton, with some of the, the the little things he's had to deal with, he'll miss games after telling us he's fine. Like all this stuff, where you can tell they just were like, "All right, it's apparently going to be a season from hell from an injury standpoint. We just can't chance this stuff anymore." And he said though that it wasn't really anything to do with that. You know, I I don't know. Again, it's all just so vague and kind of you're you're just having to kind of decide what you want to believe at this point in time. But he didn't say, you know, yeah, we wanted to be careful. He just kind of said, yeah, we're that's our overall view of everything, and and this is no different. He didn't say, yeah, Duran is so special, and we wanted to be uh, him to be as healthy as possible. But I tend to lean the same direction as you. I talked yesterday about watching everything that went down. I was sitting courtside while the dude was warming up, talking to people around. The court, everybody kind of gasped. He got up. It didn't look like anything. He's signing autographs. He's doing his thing. Just didn't feel like even necessarily he thought he wasn't going to play in that game until he went back to the trainers. Uh, Let me give you the updates, though. The audience, Aaron, everybody, we can talk through that. Um, So Brian Windhorst has an article at ESPN where he basically, the, the key phrase is, quote, the team is hopeful Durant avoided a serious sprain but he is scheduled for an MRI on Thursday to determine the severity of the injury. Durant left the footprint center in a walking boot after the Suns beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 132-101. to Then you have Greg Moore of the Arizona Republic with an even more vaguely worded thing, and I'm not challenging anybody's reporting on any end of this. I'm just showing the two sides of the spectrum. People are saying different things, and it's all sort of vague. Greg Moore said... Uh, There is concern within the Suns organization that Durant suffered a grade two ankle sprain, an injury that could sideline him for four to six weeks. I'm going to stop talking in a second, but the last point that I want to make here, uh, Aaron, is people uh, I think should be a little bit more uh, wary of the diagnosis part of that versus the prognosis part of that, the timeline versus the injury itself. The way that that article is worded is they think he might have a grade two ankle sprain, And you can just Google grade two ankle sprain and it says four to six weeks. They don't know right now how long he may have to miss. So I wouldn't get so caught up on the timeline part of this, but more so what actually was the injury. And then you go to what is going to need to be the recovery time. Uh, Yeah, it's weird because some people's bodies are different. Like I'm sure LeBron has had a grade two and he just ties his shoe tighter and he never, he doesn't miss a game. So I think everybody's body is just, different so to say that he's already out four to six weeks is just kind of or just say that the team is worried that he might be out four to six weeks it's way too early for that like I've seen ankles do some weird stuff and it's really just by the body like it's by whoever it is at this point I think that all seems fair I mean what do you think of the approach though like because uh Chris was asked and you know he <laughs> it was kind of funny like he got asked are you worried about if you're going to have enough time to gel with if there's another kind of setback with with an injury and he he just said the longest nope 
that I've ever heard. And I don't even know. He's not going to tell us what he feels, right? Chris Paul has been doing this too long to create yeah. a narrative and be like, yeah, I'm terrified. I think we're going to lose the championship. Put that in your newspapers. Like that, <laughs> It's not what he's going to do. But if we do get some sort of sprain, do you agree with the idea still of playing things patiently and, and kind of prioritizing health or prioritizing we need to get these guys – Obviously, he needs to get off of it for a little while, but prioritize. Let's get him back on the court, even if it's a limited minutes thing or whatever the case may be, because they need to have time to develop chemistry and play together. Um, I would just say the rest. We know what the team looks like with them. It's people have to make open shots. You're going to get a bunch of open shots. Make your yep. open shots. That's what the offense is going to be. <laughs> Whether he rests or he doesn't, it's just we know what this team is going to look like. Make your open corner threes. That's the offense now. <laughs> Just make those. And it's we don't, it's not like we don't know how this team meshes anymore. Yeah. We know what it looks like. You're gonna get doubled, both gonna get doubled. Make your open corner three. Like that's just what it's gonna be from now on. It just is do that. It is what that's what it's gonna be, but like if you just take a second, do you realize how crazy that is? What that says about the guys <laughs> on the court and how seamless this has been. Like, I knew it would be seamless. Like, I had really no doubts. That's why I didn't even really talk about the offensive end all that much. I just wanted to see what it would look like. I didn't have a lot of con concerns about if it would work. But still, like, to just be at a point after one week where we were like, nah, eh, like, give him a couple games in April, <laughs> last weekend of the season, put him out there, give him some tune-ups, and then, uh, yeah, they'll probably, like, you know, win the first round in six games. Like, what... That's crazy that that it already feels that good with how well these guys have clicked together. Yeah, I didn't like I expected people to get open shots, but he posts up at that um um at the top of the free throw and he gets doubled and he kicks it out and book hits it to the corner and it's somebody open. Like I think it's just as simple as that. I think Monty's job has never been easier. I think Chris Paul's job has never been easier, and we know what it looks like now. So Yes, if you need KD to rest his ankle and just get it better before May, then, yeah, I'll take that because he, he's the easiest superstar to play with. <laughs> like he He's going to find you. You're going to be open, and you have another superstar that can get a bucket whenever he wants. And I just think that if rest is what we need, then you can do that because you know what this offense is going to be. Everybody just needs to be prepared to make open shots. That's what That's what it is. Pretty much is what it is uh we might learn some more by the time people are, are are listening to this if there is anything extreme i'll put down put out a quick like instant bonus type show but i don't think we're going to be in for much of a surprise here we know what the realms of possibility are it's just a matter of how the suns choose to handle it how durant's specific body responds and 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 that's kind of where we're where we're headed uh let's talk about devin booker aaron because this guy is having an insane season, maybe the best one of his entire career. And I think it's kind of going under the radar because of the injuries and because of the other noise that's been following this team. But from a scoring standpoint, it's absolutely his best. And I don't think it's gotten enough shine. I kind of want to just have some fun with looking at the numbers and the history of it. Let's get into that in a second. First today's show, guys, is brought to you by BetterHelp. Here's the deal. Uh, we all can use help we all know that there's times when 
We've been down. There's times when maybe we've needed it, but we don't always ask. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding to get to the bottom of those problems and understand them. Uh, I went to therapy during COVID, not going currently. It was a big help. Uh, my wife goes like, this is something that does not need to be trauma. This does not need to be a, a problem or a big life change or anything. It just can be helpful to get to the bottom of what's going on, go through changes with somebody else and have somebody to talk to. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist to start, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if it doesn't quite feel right. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com now, BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, Devin Booker, Aaron, I just want to give you a couple of his stat lines. Well, we know he's on a stretch of 35-plus in four straight games. All on not just better than 50% shooting, but at least 58% shooting from the field. He has games this season of 49, two games of 44, a 51-point game, a 58-point game, and now this stretch that he's on right here. He's shooting 49% from the field, 37% from three, and 84% from the free-throw line, a career-best 27.6 points per game. I know it might sound ridiculous to say, like, Devin Booker doesn't get enough attention for his scoring because it's like that's what he's known for and he's a star for it, but... I think this season is getting overlooked. Yeah, I think it's just he finally gets the he's getting one on ones like he's never gotten before. Um, if you double them and you kind of get mixed up in your defense, you potentially lose track of Kevin Durant. <laughs> and I think teams just can't have that either. But yeah, he just seems like he's in the zone. He's attacking more. I mean, he's still there's still some games where he's not getting like the fouls that other superstars get, but he just kind of figured it out. Like he's taking more threes finally. <laughs> yeah. And it's just all of that, like finally came together. He, he found a good mix of what it takes to be a superstar on offense. And it's just working. Like it looks really good. We were saying before that, before you know it, like book will have the quietest 33 you've ever seen. It's even quieter. Now he hasn't, sped up that was another thing we loved about him like he doesn't rush anything he does everything at his own pace and before you know it he has 40 points on 70 per 73 shooting like it's crazy now like he just really has it figured out and we said that at the beginning of the season when he was on that tear when he was just aggressive and just attacking people and getting to the rim it's just even more that now it really does seem like he's just in the zone now i think he's settled into where like you know like you mentioned, earlier in the season, he had a, a 14 free throw attempt game. 
uh, a 15 free throw attempt game, a couple 10, 11 type games. Um, you know, you look at what he's basically done since he came back from the groin, and he's he's basically been six six or seven, but but consistently doing that, and that feels like maybe just what it's going to be. You know, maybe there's games where he knows he needs to, or he other teams in fa- uh, in the bonus, whatever it might be, where he's able to get more than that. But if he can just get a comfortable seven, that that's not a problem. And I think like the crazy thing to me recently at least has been that Sacramento game before the break where he got 32 without taking a three and then (laughs) you compare that to last night where Monty probably shouldn't have brought him back in after uh he got that fourth foul like the Suns were up like 20 plus by the time he even checked back in and I you could tell like Book said he wanted to put on an extra show because KD got hurt in that game. I feel like Monty, even if he's never going to admit that, was kind of like, all right, let's, <laughs> let's, let, let's let him do his thing. But then last night, he has 6 of 10 from the 3. And like when he did check back in at that point, they're doubling him constantly. Like Basically, he's not getting the ball. He's not going to shoot, whatever. And then he does anyway. And I feel like when you combine the ability to get to the line more consistently, more just sort of within the flow of your normal game. Plus, like, he just has that ability now and the timing and knack for the the moment of it of, like, I need to mix in these pull-up threes because that's sometimes the only shot that they're going to give me, but I can make them. <laughs> Plus all the mid-range stuff and driving, driving stuff that he's always had. I think that's kind of just what's allowed him to let the game come to him is he has an answer for everything at this point. Yeah, and having one of the greatest offensive players to ever exist and probably show you stuff that even you didn't know yet probably helps too. I think that he's just learning all the tricks. Like, he's learning where the pressure's coming from because he used to kind of wait for the blitz to get to him before making a move, and now he's just attacking stuff. He's going before it gets there and starting an offense, and you can just tell, like, he's playing at a higher pace sometimes because sometimes Book is a little bit too cool, and he – waits a little bit too long to get stuff started <laughs> but you can tell like the clock in his head is a lot faster and he's just picking it up a lot quicker he had that the, it was going around on on reddit at least that i saw on the sun's reddit that was the kind of like rope dope like fake move one way back the other way at like the elbow against isaiah joe last night and oh and the spin and the fadeaway yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. and that one was like a perfect example of what you're talking about I feel like where the thunder plays small we all know that they're not going to have a rim protector in but he just takes that half second he has the dribble package and the sort of like hesitation move to create the time and and space for himself to check where the defense is, make sure there's no rim protection there. He knows he can get past Isaiah Joe. That's been there for five years. But he now he has that extra little bit of hesitation and the ability with the ball to make that space for himself. And then he just gets the shot off. You know what I mean? And like, it's it's building up from, you know, I'm at the I'm at the perimeter, and then I know I can make a shot, but getting from point A to point B type of stuff. And I'm sure that that some of those things from a timing and spatial awareness standpoint have come from playing with great players and just reps and and time and and seeing defenses and all that stuff. Um, So I didn't really talk about it the other day, but Booker being at the top of 
he got to the top of the, the threes made in Suns history. Um, I, where is he in points? I pulled this up, and then now I'm not, I'm not saying it. He is fourth in points. He's going to pass Kevin Johnson. It could happen. Well, it's probably not going to happen this year. He's like 500 points away. Um, uh. <laughs> so that'll happen early next year. It's actually, he's, he's further away from the top than you would think. He's still 3,000 or so points away from Walter Davis at number one. But if I ask you in, in among active NBA players where Booker is, do you have any guess where, where Booker's total points among active NBA players are? Uh, no, um, he's 36th, which, you know, it, it speaks to, I think on the one hand, there's not a lot of young players as high as him, right? Like, yeah, you look at the guys that are, people are playing longer. Exactly. People playing longer. Um, it's a lot of players around him right now that are, have had long careers, but aren't like incredible scores. So let me read you. Andrew Wiggins is actually right behind him, which which jumped out to me more than anything. Oh, wow. But Derek Rose, Goran Dragic, CJ McCollum, Derek, uh, sorry, Demarcus Cousins, Eric Gordon, Tobias Harris, you know, those types of names. Um, but yeah. that's all within reach. Like, those guys are all within a thousand points of him. You know, this time next year, we're going to be talking about, you know, top 25 among active players, Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Blake Griffin territory. Um, and he's not even, he's not even close to being 30 yet. Um, like this guy, like, I just think you take a step back. He's been in the league long enough. We're talking about a dude in the middle of what will be a like legendary record breaking type of scoring career. And, and like the fact that he keeps getting better and adding these things we're talking about, it's like, it's not gonna, it's, it's, we're not on the downslope yet. We're still on the upslope of this thing. Yeah, he's going to have three years with KD space, at least. <laughs> and you would have thought that adding another scorer like that would probably hurt his points. But I think once you add in the spacing and the one-on-ones, I think he's probably going to never score more points than he ever has these next two to three years. So, yeah, he's going to be in that like top 20 at least by the time even this KD contract is up. Like We don't know what kind of point guard we're going to get after cp3 so the whole team like he can probably even go higher than that i think this whole makeup and the pace of this team that we're probably going to have later on is even going to change that you just you mentioned uh the space and playing off of of durant uh kyrie played 143 games with the nets now, granted, not all of those were actively on the court with KD. We know that those guys were, especially with Harden, rarely out there together. But a lot of those games probably were, probably at least half. He had 27.1 points per game, which is by far the best he's had on any team over his average, although this Dallas thing is off to a good start, too. Um, but he basically was 40, 50, 90 in Brooklyn. And the most points per game that he ever had. You know what I mean? And, like, we thought of... yeah. Like those early years before LeBron got to Cleveland, we were like, yeah, Kyrie's just going out there and scoring. He's a, a young player with the offense unto himself. Like, not really. His best years were were when he had Durant out there creating space and, and giving him somebody to play off of. So, yeah, it, I don't think it'll it'll quiet anything down. And 
Uh, I, I, I just want to, like, that's the bummer part of the injury, I guess, to come back to that, is, like, we just don't get to see it as much. But if, if it happens by the playoffs, I think those, uh, those moments will be obviously better than, for instance, Sacramento on Saturday, which we can transition into here. Uh, big game. And you mentioned that the Suns might, you said at the beginning of the show, they might just be stuck in the seed that they're in. I'm not so sure because they play the Kings twice. And this game is one of the, is the first one among a couple of big games they have upcoming. So let's dive into that next. First today's show, guys, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast uh, Network. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, making FanDuel also America's number one sportsbook because you get bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. I thought this was kind of funny. The Suns have moved from... Uh, the favorites to win the West to even with Denver at plus 260 here as the Durant news hangs in limbo. Feels a little funny to me considering I don't think anyone expects the ankle sprain to affect, you know, the second and third round of the playoffs. But maybe you get in now. Uh, cash in on some some better hesitation over on FanDuel. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. I personally love the pre-built parlays that they have if you just scroll through there's always a ton and you can find just yeah that one feels good to me and and click in and put some money down rather than having to come up with it all yourself don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed Okay, so uh, Aaron, the Suns beat pretty decisively beat the Kings heading into the All Star break, or one of the last games heading into the All Star break, when mm. their roster was already depleted, and yet they uh, had no issue with the Kings. I feel like they can win both of these remaining games, and I do feel like only being I think it's two and a half games back right now. We could be, and, and now Sacramento being tied with Memphis, who are in a, a dive for, for different reasons, although they've been bad on the court too lately. I think the Suns could get up to number two. What do you think? Yeah, I was saying that like um, we have 17 left, I think. And I was just the streak that we were about to rip off. I looked at, uh, we have the Lakers next week, or um, yeah, I think we have the Lakers next week. And just with KD and the way the team was looking, I just saw us ripping off enough to catch up, especially with Memphis falling down, uh, falling apart right now. Yeah. But yeah, I just still just, it just depended on health <laughs> to me. And if it's not going to be a health thing, I could have just saw us just been like, all right, it's us in the maps. Let's just get it in our head that that's going to be it or us in the Warriors. So like, I just fig well, the words are kind of falling apart too, but I figured that it was just going to be stuck at that. And if KD's not hurt, then I can still see us ripping off a couple, especially if uh, since we have the Kings twice and we have a lot of just Western Conference teams coming up. But still in my head, I just really 
I see just this spot. It just seems the way Monty does things. Chris, I'm really hoping Chris Paul takes some rest soon. And I just was really just hoping that this team just kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, you see – you, you see the track record at the end of the past couple seasons, like, uh, you know, ending up having to play the Lakers that first year they made the playoffs, right? That was like, cla- that was like the epitome of we're not worried about any of this and we're just going to keep winning. <laughs> and it probably wasn't the smart thing to do, although it didn't end up affecting them. They win that series, obviously. But there's that. But then last year they kind of did bench guys at the end of the season. And then we all entered the first round feeling like, did they make a mistake doing that? Then you have the Dallas game this past weekend for the Suns where everybody's playing 40 minutes. And it feels like they really went into that one feeling like they wanted to win it and and that it really mattered. So I don't know how they'll play it, but I just feel honestly where I'm coming from is I just think they're better. I think that they're better than the Kings, and I think they're just a bad matchup for the Kings, um, even without Durant, although especially with Durant, which could be the case by, you know, they, the, the second of these games after Saturday is Friday, March 24th on the road. KD could be back by then, and, and that would be a, a whole other thing. And I don't think they play Memphis uh, again, but I don't have any reason to believe that, that the Grizzlies are going to turn things on. Uh, that Steven Adams that just came out, he's he's going to miss a ton more time. We don't know when John Morant will be back. Brandon Clark is now out for the season. It doesn't, they're not giving you any optimism. So I don't know. And I do think if there's anything pushing them toward like wanting to make a push, it's that you don't have to face Denver in the second round. You get to save them for the third round. And I think anybody would, would want to do that when you look at no one else in the West really is putting the fear of God in you except for Denver. I would be wanting to face them as late as I possibly can. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I don't know how Monty would play something like this just because with KD, I think it's just a be healthy and get into the playoffs kind of thing. Like it really, like how LeBron kind of played it those last couple of years in Cleveland. It was just get in, like we'll be fine when we get there. So I don't know if Monty has it in him to do it that way, to just get into the playoffs and, we pretty much have a better roster or we're going to have three, two of the best five players on the floor at all times. So if Monty wants to play it like that, I'd understand. But if he wants to go for it, I'd understand that too. If he doesn't want to play Denver as early as he has to. Yeah. The Suns have a, a one back to back next week, obviously at Golden State home against Milwaukee. That one I'm sure people are aware of. And then they only have one more back to back after that, which actually includes the, the, that second Kings game I just mentioned at, Sacramento the 24th and then home against the Sixers the 25th so you could see them maybe playing things a little bit patiently when it comes to that those two stretches benching guys resting guys doing whatever um let me oh no they actually have another one April 6th into April 7th but that was where I was going to go next which is Thursday April 6th at home against the Nuggets do you think Monty shows anything in that game? Do you think, or do you think that just gets ends up being one of those where it's like the the second string against the second string, and it's just a nothing game? I think Monty will treat it as um, he has dudes that love to play basketball. So it's, who knows? that's the like, weird thing, right? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see him wanting to do that, but Katie and Book love to hoop. Chris Paul loves to hoop, like. 
those guys just probably just want to play basketball and they don't really see Denver in front of them. I mean, they also know how big of a deal it was to like show them that this is what you got now. This is what you're going to deal with. But I, I can see Monty taking that power away from them too and not letting them do it. I don't know. Uh, they also play Denver uh, Friday, March 31st at home. They play them twice at home in the course of a week. So I doubt that they would just give them nothing on either of those games. But I also think if they don't, if if they play everybody and and go all out and you know scheme up a, a real game plan, I think you have to take Monty's pop card away. He is not a Popovich <laughs> guy anymore. Because Pop would say, we're resting them for both of those games, and we're fine being the sixth seed, and it doesn't matter. Uh, It's just about the playoffs. You're not getting anything on tape against us. We're not showing our hand whatsoever. Um, But yeah, that's the funny thing. Like Everybody likes to talk about the minutes with these players on the Suns, and it's like, it's the complete opposite of what it is with the, the discussion, the debate around the league right now with, with load management, it seems to be driven by the players, and it seems to be that Monty and James Jones both don't create a culture where the training staff or, you know, the, the you know, mathematicians who calculate bone fr- fracture <laughs> rates and, like, all this stuff, whatever is going on behind the scenes is leading to all these guys sitting. It doesn't seem like Monty and James allow that stuff to get in the way, so you're probably right that if anything, it's going to lean toward playing. And like we saw last year, I'm sure there's a little bit of, of regret of like, did we let everybody cool off too much heading into the playoffs? And then New Orleans almost surprised us because I think that kind of probably shook them up a little bit, having that difficult of a time with a play-in team. Yeah, I think it was also just after a long, like they played a lot of basketball in a couple months. So I think it was a lot of that it was their first last year was the first real season right like the or we were about to start on time this year so i think it was just a lot of that thinking toward the future that money was like if we don't rest these dudes they're gonna play months of a lot of basketball Mm -hmm. so he kind of was for like his hand was kind of forced in that instance we'll see i think they can (laughs) get to number two or three um and i think it would benefit them to do it and i i do again just come down on these all are interesting questions. I just think even if Durant has to miss some time, they're good enough to keep winning. Like, they just don't have a lot of opponents upcoming outside of, yeah, you know, the, the Warriors are a better team at home. The Bucks are, are going to be tough. That's a home game for the Suns. We'll see. They play Orlando, the Thunder, the Lakers, the Kings, the Sixers. The, the Sixers are, are, are a tough one. Like, you just look up, and until that 30, March 31st against the Nuggets, there's only one or two that really, like, would make me put an automatic L and I'm putting money against the Suns in a game. I think they could do it anyway, no matter kind of what their like strategy around any of it might be, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I think just the confidence with KD on, not just because the starting lineup, I think the stagger is what I like. Like we have to have a full bench lineup again yesterday and it got ugly for a little bit. And I think, a team that can always just have Booker or Kevin Durant on the floor at all times is just a lot scarier when you know how to stagger those minutes and you can always have just somebody that can get a bucket out there. Yeah. And I guess on the other side of it, right. They lost to the bucks. 
uh, without Giannis and and with their kind of non-KD team, they lost to the Clippers that way. And, you know, I guess it, maybe let's not overreact to beating the Thunder by 30 <laughs> when they didn't have their probably two best players themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll learn a lot about this team, I think, even if Durant doesn't play because these other guys still have some things to prove and, and just staying healthy and, and getting chemistry would be a step in the right direction from what we've seen. So, uh, that'll wrap us up, though, guys, today. Again, if there is any big, crazy KD news, I'll, I'll put something up, but I think we covered the most of it. Uh, hoping to do a bonus episode after Saturday's game against the Kings. Recapping, reacting to what I just said was going to be one of the bigger games of the season. So hit follow or subscribe to get that show in your feed, plus every Monday through Friday, plus those bonus shows going forward. And in the meantime, go make Locked On NBA your second listen. Get caught up on everything going on around the rest of the league. There is plenty going on there as well. That show's available on all podcast platforms, and I'll check in with you all tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.